Hey friends, and welcome to the Sexy Saturday Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Lemke, and here we will talk about everything from body confidence to sex, and maybe even get a little bit spicy. Let's get to the show. Once upon a time, there was a teenage girl who stayed up into the wee hours of the morning, watching Sex and the City marathons while sipping on mixed drinks made with a quarter ounce of vodka in them that she snuck from her dad's alcohol cupboard. She owned every single issue of Cosmopolitan that existed and read them every single day. She dreamed of having her own column, just like Carrie Bradshaw. She didn't really have that many friends, or at least she didn't think she did. She cried herself to sleep more nights than she could count, thinking she was unworthy of love. She idolized the glamour of sex, having close friends, and high-end fashion, but she just didn't fit in. Hello, I'm Nicole, and as I'm sure you may have gathered by now, that girl was me. Also, my parents totally would not have cared that I stole a quarter ounce of vodka on their Friday night date nights, and to this day, I still really, really want those pink ruffled heels that Carrie wore in the episode where Miranda gave birth. I've heard that the first episode of a podcast is the one that stays around forever because it's the one where everyone starts. So hello, I hope I make a good first impression and I hope that you are just as obsessed with my theme song as I am. We are here today because of a little segment on my Instagram page that I like to call Sexy Saturday. Sexy Saturday started as a poll segment for a sex toy ad I was doing on Instagram at the time. The conversations that came out of that one week told me that Sexy Saturdays were so needed and so wanted. They are legit so much fun. If you haven't seen a Sexy Saturday, which I'm sure you have if you're listening to this right now, it's basically a segment where my audience writes in and shares stories about their sex life or ask burning questions. We talk about everything that you would not talk about with your best friend. (laughs) We've explored so many different topics like postpartum sex and fantasies, and it's just a really, really good time. I could tell that my audience was really craving more because I was getting so many messages on a weekly basis asking for sex advice, and Sexy Saturdays were really growing in popularity. I seriously can't believe that on Saturdays, my story views go up by three times my normal amount. I wanted something where I could have a human connection and let my audience experience that as well. You know, we're living in a pandemic right now as I'm recording this and human connection can seem a little bit far off. And I get it. It's super hard to engage on my Instagram content sometimes because you know everyone is able to see your comment. So podcasts are the perfect platform for you to get all the spicy tidbits without your mom possibly seeing what your favorite vibrator is. (laughs) 
I am also just going to sneak a quick apology into my mother here because behind every vibrator post you see on my Instagram is probably my mother who has taken that photo for me. So thank you, mom, and sorry. I really want this podcast to embody everything about sexiness, so we're not always going to be talking about sex, but we will cover everything from body confidence to mental health to the deed itself. I feel that all these things tie together really nicely because they are so intertwined in how we function day to day. I hope that you will love hearing from the experts and friends I have on and that it gives you the little bit of spiciness you have been craving in your life. For a little bit of background about me, I am a wife and a mother to two beautiful boys named Anderson and Hennessy. And yes, my friends, that is right. We named our second born son after whiskey. As I record this, we are living in a very, very, very tiny 576 square foot home. Every square foot counts. Uh, But the time that this is actually published, because I'm a procrastinator at best, we may actually be in the process of building an addition on the back of it. Don't ask me how I manage two kids and a large dog in this house, because I don't have a single clue. It's been a journey. I kind of cringe when anyone asks me what I do, because I tend to do a little bit of everything. I am a registered nurse, and before I went off on maternity leave, I was teaching nursing labs at the local university. I am also a meditation teacher. I'm certified in Reiki. I do a little bit of photography, but my true passion is writing and sharing my story with others, which I do through my Instagram page. So where did it all start? Let's travel back in time to meet that teenage girl I told you about in the beginning. I was super smart in high school. My average for all of high school was about 97%. Um, I hate this term, but for lack of better words, I was very overweight. I craved friendship and attention, but honestly, in my heart, I just didn't believe that anyone other than my family would actually ever like me. I had a few teenage relationships that were quite toxic at very, very best. I think I kind of pushed real friendships away with my cold heartedness because I was just so afraid of getting hurt. I had such a high wall up. Don't get me wrong. I had friends, but I was never really the girl that got invited to things. I kind of hung out with a few groups, but didn't actually have anyone close enough to get invited to parties or whatever. I was convinced that I was nothing if I wasn't skinny. I put all of my worth on my weight, even though I was so much more than that. I don't remember a time in my life where I didn't feel self-conscious about my weight other than the past year or so. My weight has fluctuated about 140 pounds over the course of my young adult to adult life. 
I remember being on diets from a very young age. I think most of us have similar stories here, but I can remember very specific instances during my childhood where someone commented on my body or told me not to eat something. I remember losing a bunch of weight around the beginning of grade eight and then very quickly regaining it all back again. My mom, bless her, (laughs) to buy me three graduation dresses. She initially bought me two, one in blue and one in pink, um, because I couldn't decide what one I liked. And then I gained weight and those two didn't fit me anymore. So she ended up buying me a third one. Throughout this time of fluctuation, the positive things people were saying about my body reinforced the fact that I wasn't worthy at a larger size. Then during the summer between grade 10 and 11, so skipping forward a few years here, things changed for me. Looking back now, I definitely had orthorexia. I was obsessed with weight loss. I tracked every single calorie in and out of my body right down to the sugar-free gum I was chewing. And I was only chewing that gum to try and trick my brain into thinking I was eating food because I was chewing and therefore not actually hungry. It did not work. I was hungry all the time. It was just a feeling that I began to feel normal feeling. I remember crying in restaurant bathrooms because there was nothing on the menu that I would allow myself to eat. I cried over calories instead of enjoying moments. That isn't healthy. I had Pinterest board upon Pinterest board saved of messages telling me that nothing could taste as good as skinny feels. I can confirm now that that is a big old lie. I lost a significant amount of weight in three months and went into my grade 11 year quite a bit thinner. I kept losing weight until I had lost over 80 pounds. And guess what I got? I got attention. People noticed me. I got compliments on how good I looked but I still wasn't happy. I got a boyfriend, but surprise, I still wasn't happy. The behavior of starving myself and working out for hours was reinforced as being a really good thing for me. I kid you not, sometimes I would work out for like three or four hours a friggin' day. It was horrendous. That's the only word I can use to explain it. I was never skinny enough for myself. And don't get me wrong, I wasn't skin and bones, but I was probably down to a size six or a size eight, which is pretty small for my frame. I never did get down to my goal weight, which was about 30 pounds less than what my lowest point was. And it has taken me years of recovery to release myself from the judgment I held against my younger self for not being able to maintain that lifestyle. It is really sad that at the time, no adult ever took me aside and said, you know what? This weight loss doesn't seem to be healthy for you. Losing this much weight in a short period of time is not healthy. 
I went on birth control because I had a boyfriend, but also mostly because my periods had become so bad and so irregular from the chaos that I was putting my hormones through. In reality, the perceived health benefits of weight loss did not counteract the actual harm I was doing to my body and to my relationship with food and exercise. There was no size I could get to that would make me accept myself and believe that I was lovable. I was harming myself by putting my body into starvation mode. I skipped my prom because I didn't believe anyone would ever like me enough to ask me or that any of the fancy dresses would ever look good on my body. Instead, I stayed home and watched 16 and Pregnant, which was new at the time, on MTV. I remember this night so vividly. Although prom does sound like my absolute worst nightmare come true, I do feel sad that I didn't even think I was worthy of going in the first place. I will save you the dryness of my early adulthood, but let's flash forward to meeting my husband. We met on Tinder <laughs> back when it was kind of just starting to grow in popularity. Um, one of my best friends came over and was like, Hey, you should download this app. It's really cool. And we spent like the whole night swiping through people. And within the next couple of weeks, I went on my first date with Jeremy. We got married and two and a half years later, um, we immediately started trying to get pregnant. So on our honeymoon, we started to get, try to get pregnant. This will be a conversation for another episode, but we have spent a cumulative total of 38 months trying to conceive out of our five year marriage. So a pretty significant portion of our marriage has been spent trying to get pregnant. We also had a miscarriage during that time Infertility and loss stripped away every bit of sexiness I had in my body to begin with, which was not even that much to start with. I felt depressed, super depressed. I was in a constant state of grief and I felt like my body couldn't provide my family with the only thing that we wanted. At some point after having our first son, Anderson, and at the highest weight I had ever been at, I decided I was done hating my body. I realized this is the body I'm going to be with forever. And I couldn't live with the fact that I was going to feel so depressed about it forever. At this point, I was letting my body take over my thoughts. It was very invasive. It took up every part of my life. I felt so uncomfortable in the space that I took up. I avoided being in photos like the plague. I missed out on so many opportunities because I was so uncomfortable with the way I looked and the way I felt. I made a decision to stop hating myself. I started affirmations. I made a conscious effort to shut down any negative self-talk, which was really, really, really hard for me because that's basically the only narrative that was running in my head all the time. Telling myself positive things was such a source of discomfort for me to sit in 
It felt so unnatural to speak words of love rather than hate. I literally had to say goodbye to the voice in my head that was holding me back from giving myself any amount of respect. I curated my social media feeds, which is so important, with images and stories of people who loved themselves and were doing the work that I was kind of trying to do. The messages I was consuming ended up really hitting home with me, and I eventually started talking about body acceptance on my own social media feed. I will tell you that I totally faked it until I made it. I didn't believe the things I was telling myself, but eventually I started to. I started to believe that I deserved to feel sexy and that I deserved to be my authentic self, um, that I had been hiding for so long, so freaking long. I deserved confidence and I deserved, most importantly, just not to hate myself. It's been a journey and a half. I have learned so much about myself and I'm starting to learn a little bit more about who I really am. I'm not going to claim that I love my body every day because I don't. That's not what this journey is about. I still have a long way to go, but I don't hate myself anymore. I still have hard body image days. It's still a lot of work every day on this journey. And because this is the Sexy Saturday podcast after all, I will tell you that my increased confidence has given me the ability to enjoy sex and to allow myself to experience more pleasure. It has allowed me to feel more connected to myself and to my partner and enjoy all the things. Body image and sex are so deeply connected. This is something I haven't even shared with my husband, and he's probably going to listen to this episode, but I legit used to cringe when he touched me because I couldn't hide my body from him in that moment. Like somehow I thought that he didn't know how big I was. Um, I cringed that he could feel what was really underneath my clothing. I would rather never have sex again then have sex with the lights on. I found it incredibly hard to experience pleasure and my libido was super low. One of the biggest lessons I have learned is that not a single part of you is defined by your weight, not your health, your personality, your spirituality, or your sexiness. I wish I had have gone on this journey earlier in my life. Hating myself is one of my biggest regrets. Accepting myself and reclaiming my sexiness eventually led me here to Sexy Saturdays. I was initially so nervous to talk about sex on the internet. Like, how weird is that? I asked everyone who was close to me if they would be okay with me talking about it. Like, their validation mattered so much to me. I was so worried about what other people would think. 
it all started with one post and that one post showed me just how much I really enjoy talking about it. It's like the teenage girl who ate up every single issue of Cosmopolitan she could get her hands on is finally getting her chance to shine. Such a beautiful moment. And I, I just love that for me. This is a place for learning how to discover yourself and how to express yourself. I hope you have a feeling of unconditional acceptance for both your body, your mind, and your sexuality in this space. I am so glad you're here with me. I honestly cannot express how grateful I am that I have been able to bring this podcast to fruition with the support of my wonderful friends and family. It's been an effort. (laughs) My mom seriously took the photo for my podcast cover art while my dad stood behind the backdrop holding it up to keep it from falling over in the wind. (laughs) It has taken a village to get here. Just so we have a little bit of predictability around here, during each interview, I will be asking every guest what sexiness means to them. I want to give you my answer to that question now as we get started here in this wonderful space. Sexiness to me. I'm going to say that sexiness means freedom. Um, freedom to enjoy all the things and indulge in pleasure. Freedom to connect with myself and with my partner. Freedom to give less fox, right? Sexiness has come to me as a result of really untying myself from diet culture and leaning into discovering who I am. I hope this podcast is as good for you as it is for me. I hope you take all the little bits of wisdom and find a way to incorporate them into your life. I hope you learn something with each episode and keep coming back. You can look forward to hearing from people like pelvic floor physio, body acceptance advocates, sex therapist, permanent makeup artists, and so many more. Thank you so much from the very bottom of my heart for choosing to listen to the Sexy Saturday podcast. I recognize that you have made a choice to be here today and to show up for both yourself and me, and I am so thankful for that. I really hope you enjoyed this little background story about both myself and the podcast, and I promise that you can look forward to some amazing guests. Talk soon. Well, friends, that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening to the show today. If you want to support the podcast, please follow us on Apple Podcasts, leave a review, and share it with your friends. I would love if you could share a screenshot of the show to your Instagram stories whenever you're listening. Make sure you're following me on Instagram at underscore Nicole Lemke. That's underscore N-I-C-O-L-E. 
L-E-M-K-E, and at the Sexy Saturday Podcast so that you don't miss out on any Sexy Saturdays. If you or someone you know wants to be a guest on the podcast, please send an email application to the Sexy Saturday Podcast at gmail.com.